one is all things, all life, all love. We all come together in the form of energy, though we may exist on different vibrations. Our sound is one, our unity is one, and our light is one. Keep shining. Talk Radio, this is episode number 32, 
Yo, 32. Wow. That's very interesting. Uh, we're going to come back to that number 32. But um, let's just, let's let's talk about some other things first. But, um, yeah, we in season two. Um, we started last, well, we started in 2017. I believe we started in 2017. Uh, I believe so. And we started in the spring of 2017. I believe right after Kwanzaa, um, after I did, I hosted the Kwanzaa Friday night, which was off the chisane, and, and I am looking forward to hosting um, again this year. We are in talks as we speak, so I'm not going to speak too much on it. Uh, either way it goes, I will be um, representing for the youth, <laughs> for the older youth, but I'll be representing um, for for the generation and, um, you know, and helping out in whichever way I can to help make it a, a spectacular event. However, um, I'm also putting my bid in to host an official night. So, um, yeah, so, you know, hopefully that that all comes through and everything works out. And we can do part two and, and boogie the night away. <laughs> Kwanzaa boogie. Um, but, yeah, so I think we started right after Kwanzaa and um, just kept pushing, just kept pushing, just kept pushing. And so here we are, episode number 32, and uh, we've talked to some phenomenal sisters over this past year. Just go back in the archives if you're new to the show. If this is your first or second episode listening, go back in the archives. I've talked to sisters um, regarding business, regarding health. Of course, lots of magic, lots of different forms of magic, lots of different forms of artistry. Um, tonight's show, we're going to deal with poetry. I am a poet. I'm a writer. I'm an author. And so um, there is special emphasis on the arts uh, for this show and uh, definitely poetry more specifically. So go ahead and check out the archives. I think we have about four or five shows that were specifically dedicated to poetry, and we have some sisters, you know, sharing their their experiences and the way they see the world. So check those out. I think they're called hashtag so poetic, so poetic, and, um, and yeah, lots of, lots of good, good information. So hopefully here's to 32 more, and yeah. So let's see what else is going on in K-Boogie's world. Uh, I am preparing to go to Maryland and build with the with the East Coast Witches for the Daughters of the Moon Black Witch Convention. Super excited. Um, super excited, super excited. I already, I'm already working. I already submitted my proposal. It's going to be about Earth Magic specifically. From a Houston, Texas indigenous uh, perspective, and I'm looking forward to bringing my southern flair, my southern flow, my southern swag to the East Coast, and um, and so that's coming up on the 20th, the 21st, the 22nd. 
Um, if you have product that you would like represented, if you have product you would like shown, if you have product you would like to get some exposure and, and, and make some sales. I'm a wonderful salesperson. So if you want to, uh, to, to send your product by way of me, then uh, 713-338-9343. Hit me up, 713-338-9343. It's a witch convention. So any type of witchy-poo, witchy-poo crafts that you may have, clothing is good, um, tools, herbs, um, pendulums, tarot cards, I don't know, child, whatever, shoelaces, whatever, whatever you got. If you're interested in um, in them making it to all the way to Maryland, then just hit me up and we'll see what we can do. Okay, what else is coming up? Um, so I hit up Kwanzaa, told you about the Black Witch Convention. Also, I'm currently collecting shoes. Yo, asking you shall receive, okay, especially if you're in your past. You might not receive all the time. Sometimes you might not receive, but um, trust and believe. If it's if it's in your path and it's for you, you gonna get it. And I say that because today, oi, um, at the job I was I was doing my job thing the normal, and the sister pulled up, and um, she was like, you know, are you are you such and such? And I was like, I am, and she was like, I want to donate these shoes. Hey, don't make me shout up in here. I was like, are you serious? She was like, yeah, you know, I had these shoes, and I'm going to give them to the church, but I thought about y'all, and so I said, let me go drop these shoes off. Y'all, this sister dropped off like 15 boxes of shoes, 15 boxes of children's shoes, and I'm like, see, do you see how that works? Do you see how that works? I know this woman has not seen my Instagram. I know she has not seen my Facebook. And I know she does not listen to this show because she was talking about donating to the church. And it's, you know, we offer sisters who are in the church more power to you. Uh, however, this show is not one of them type of shows. We respect our sisters. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I was kicked out the church uh, in my 20s. So, but anyway, so, um but, yeah, so she, she dropped off, like, 15 pairs of shoes. And so, I mean, y'all, we are currently, we are currently, Circle Sister 13 is currently in a children's shoe drive. And we're not asking for new shoes, although, of course, you know, we will accept new shoes. However, we are asking for um, slightly used shoes. So if your young children have outgrown their shoes, and don't throw them away, you know, and you don't have anybody that you can directly hand them down to, Give them to me. Give them to me. Preferably you're going to clean them up, but if not, I'll clean them up. Just give them to me. Let them be lightly to moderately worn. Um, you know, something that you wouldn't mind receiving. You wouldn't mind your children receiving. And let's give those shoes to children who need them because there are a lot of children who do need shoes. It's a lot of people in some very dire situations. And so um, any way that I can help lighten that burden, because I know I didn't, I've had my hard times. You know, um, and there were times, you know, I was very appreciative of, of you know, people showing me love and concern and handing down their children's clothes. You know, it is what it is. And so um, I just want to continue in that spirit and give back. So 
circlesisters13 at gmail.com. On Sundays, I'm picking up once a week, and that's on Sundays. So just hit me up and let me know where you want to meet. Uh, if not, we can meet at Discovery Green downtown, and I can get those shoes from you. And even if it's just one pair, or even if you just want to donate $5, I found some shoes the other day at a Family Dollar for $5. And so even if it's 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, you know how I go. <laughs> uh, We're we going we gonna to make that money last. So we're not going to go buy no $60 shoes. Um, Not quite. But we will go find some, you know, some, some uh, you know, $5, $10 shoes. Just something to help tide the children over until their parents are able to, you know, get the bills together and, you know, and, and, and get those babies, get those babies right. So, okay, so Shoe Drive, Kwanzaa, um, Daughters of the Dawn. Is there anything else? Circle Sister 13 on Facebook, Circle Sister 13 on Instagram, and www.circlesister13.com is the website. On that website is my blog. I'm also a writer, as I said a few minutes ago. So go there and check out my blog, leave a comment, feel free to share. Um, what else? Uh, there's also some um, there's also some medicine on there um, or, you know, whatever you want to call it, medicine, herbal remedy, um, herbal blends. Um, as an earth witch, as a water witch, I do work with herbs, and so... On there, there's a yoni steam tea, and there's also a um, an um, iron dragon tea for sisters on their menstrual cycle. Or even if you know, even if you've been through menopause, it's to help um, help help with your hormones and help get the iron back in your system that we tend to lose um, through our blood. And um, actually, which leads me to my last point, and then we'll get into. Well, I'm going to talk some more. This, there's no guest tonight, y'all, so I'm really just talking. Um, make a note to myself. i got to explain why we still on blog talk. <laughs> I know we're supposed to have moved. And, um, but anyway, so go back. So I'm going to put a, um, a seasonal blend on there, a fall, winter seasonal blend. My mother currently grows mullen in her garden, and um, mullen is – extremely good for seasonal allergies. It's really good to help your body get acclimated to the change in atmosphere. So, of course, you have, you know, higher winds now. You have trees dropping their leaves and dropping their seeds. And so, you know, pollen is high, ragweed is high, all these different. And then, you know, those of us in Houston and in different areas in Texas, um, uh, Florida, shout out to Puerto Rico. My heart goes out to them. Um, you know, different people affected by these floods and these hurricanes. Now you have all these different type of mold spores, and you got a lot of stuff going on in the air. Not to mention just you know the pollutants that are already there. Um, so, mulling is a good way to. It's very good. It helps um, clean out your respiratory system as well as build up your lungs, build up your respiratory tract. Um, it's just, it's a really good herb. And um, my mother grows it, and she actually wildcrafted it from my auntie, who um, actually wildcrafted it 
um, from from we're um, excuse me from Shankerville, Newton County, Texas. And so this is the real thing. This it was growing wild. She took it out the wild, planted in her backyard. It took about two years to actually uh, start growing. And then when it did start growing, it grew like a weed. And so there's plenty of it, plenty, plenty, plenty. So my mom got some from her, and now she grows it. And I am offering it on the website now. And so I'm going to probably mix up maybe about two, two, two different herbs along with it to um, help expel phlegm and mucus and just all those good things. Just something you can sip on before you go to sleep at night, to, you know, a hot toddy um, to help relax you as well as help your system um, fight off all these different, just all these just different things, you know, things that seem to be attacking us right now. So look for that in the next, maybe next by next week. Um, I will have worked out exactly what I want to put in there, but I know mullein will be the primary ingredient. <sighs> okay. So let's talk, y'all. Let's talk. Let's see. How do I want to talk about this? Okay. We're going to come back to the number 32, and we're going to reference, um, the events that occurred last night. But first, I want to tell you how, just something I've, I've been um, observing in my natural environment. So I was going to write about this, and I probably will still write about it, but I just felt like talking about it to lead into the conversation. So a couple days ago, um, I was getting out of my truck, and I saw this butter. Well, I saw what looked like a butterfly on the ground, and it was very vividly colored. And so I was like, "Oh wow!" You know, I went to show my daughter, and as I looked closely at it, I realized, "Oh snap!" So I don't know how it got on the ground, but it was getting its ass ate by ants. It was it was dead. I mean, it wasn't no you know it wasn't no saving it. I think it was still alive, though, because I think I recall it moving a little bit. But it was it was a done deal. And so it was all these ants, just, you know, hundreds of ants just going ham, just eating, the, you know, eating it, eating it alive. And I was like, damn, that's, 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 that's pretty true right there. I mean, the beauty of the butterfly contrasted with just the, the um, just the depth, <laughs> You know, just to getting eaten alive. But then I looked at it also from the perspective of the ants. I mean, ants got to eat too, right? And so the beauty of the ants and their teamwork and their um, – I remember there's, there's a saying called Ubuntu, Ubuntu, U-B-U-N-T-U. And it basically means, um, you know, was it the ants can conquer the elephant um, when they all team up together? And so – you know, when when all the ants get together and get determined, if that elephant is, is in any type of weakened state, those ants can take it down. You know what I mean? Bite by bite. So I saw that and I was like, okay, that was that was really interesting. It was a lesson in and of itself, you know? Yes, that butterfly butterfly is beautiful, but the ants are beautiful too, because they're they're doing what they're they're living, they're surviving, they're making the best of the situation. They seen a wounded butterfly and rather than just you know what I'm saying leave it there they went ahead and feasted and so that's a beautiful thing too and that's life so okay then um I think I saw next 
I was, you know, we talked about dragonflies about two or three weeks ago. Um, and so I noticed the other day I saw a dragonfly, and um, it had, oh, God, what did it have? It was a dragonfly with, oh, was it a worm? God, I don't remember what it was. A, it was a dragonfly with an. It had. It was a dragonfly, and it was holding on to. It wasn't. Gosh, what was it? It wasn't an ant. Was it a grasshopper? It was something heavy as hell, though, and it surprised me because I didn't realize that dragonflies could carry anything while they were flying. But it was obvious that. It was about to eat whatever this insect was. I don't remember what the insect was right now, but it was about to eat that bad boy. And um, it might have been a wasp, but not not the stinging kind of wasp. The wasp, like the dirt daubers or something like that. It was something like that, but it was, like a, it was smaller, though. And um, I've been studying dragonflies, and they are. Dragonflies are, um, quote, unquote, carnivores. They eat other insects. As beautiful as they are, they eat other insects. And they actually eat other insects um, before they even turn into dragonflies. In their nymph state, they're carnivores as well. They're not, you know, they don't eat grass and shit. They actually eat other animals. They're predators. Um, and they're very skilled predators. And obviously, they're very strong predators. So, and that was the first time I had seen That's the first time I'd actually seen a dragonfly in predator mode, you know, at, with its prey. And so I was like, wow, this is interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like life, the other side of life is showing itself to me. And then I started thinking about all the things that are going on in the world around us and all this just death and, and, and all these predators preying on the weak and the poor and preying on people who are in already um, compromised situations. And, you know, life is starting to show me through the animal in the insect kingdom that, okay, that's the other side of the story. We're always thinking of, you know, the people who are getting preyed upon, but you got to remember the people doing the preying, the animals doing the preying, they got to eat too. It's a, you know, dog-eat-dog world, as they say. So, okay, continuing on. Then the other day, (laughs) I was walking downstairs, and literally when I hit my last step, I live upstairs, when I hit that last step, that bottom rung, it was a bird that flew so close to me that I had to duck. Like, I looked up at the right time, and the bird flew over my head. If I hadn't ducked, it might have hit me. And as I looked and just peeped the situation, I realized it was a hawk. Eheru. It was a hawk. And the hawk was trying it was chasing a bluebird. There's bluebirds that live in the tree by my apartment. It was chasing the bluebird, or it was attacking the bluebird, and it had swooped down to catch the bluebird, and the bluebird had moved quick enough out of its grasp that it didn't catch it. And the hawk had to make a quick turn because it had flew so low, you know, it had to, it, it was, you know, it was lower than hawks generally um, generally fly unless they're, you know, picking up their prey. And so when I had caught it, it had just, you know, swooped down because I, I, I looked fast enough to see the other bird fly away, and when it hit that corner, and it flew right above my head and then flew off, kind of, you know, worked its way out of the little space in the apartment, and it flew off. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> like, this is the third time. This is the third 
third time, and now it's a hawk. So now you're really speaking my language. So I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is definitely, you know, this is definitely nature talking, telling me to just, you know, sit back and look at the whole story, look at the whole situation, and not so much put so much value on who's wrong, who's right. You know, I mean, of course I can do that, but first I need to look at it and see it for what it is. You know, we see for what it is. It's about it's about um, resources. It's about who's going to eat and who's not going to eat. And yes, in many ways, it's about greed. There's just a lot of predators. Well, not in the animal kingdom. Animals tend to eat. Um, you know, animals that haven't been around people for too long, they tend to eat what they eat, and then they're good. They don't kill just for the sake of killing. That's typically animals that have been around people or animals that are just on some other shit. That's not normal. Animals don't just tend to kill unless they're in defense, defensive mode, or unless they're in, um, you know, they're, they're feasting, they're looking for food. And then lastly, I was online and I saw a video of dolphins. <laughs> I saw a video of dolphins. Um, surrounding, it was like maybe about four or five dolphins, and they were surrounding a school of fish, some, some kind of smaller fish, and literally they were they were they were surrounding it in attack formation, and they were you know they were coming at it from all sides to eat the fish, and so that was that was it, and that's the last thing I've really seen, but that was the the nail you know the hammer the nail into the coffin about the fact that, yeah, you know, this is survival of the fittest um, to a certain degree. And in many ways, um, we have forgotten, you know, I say it's our root chakra is frozen. Our, 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 our survival instincts in many ways have been extremely relaxed and have made to be very comfortable, so much so that, when danger, when when we're faced with danger, when we're faced with our predators, and we're faced with those who seek to do us harm or to feast upon us, whether that is to be physically feast upon our organs, physically feast upon our melanin, physically feast upon our our you know women, our vaginas and our brain, um, or you know feast upon our blood. When 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 we're faced with with those who have come to do us harm and who are the enemy, in many ways we have forgotten what it looks like, what that feeling is. We've forgotten how to not only be offensive, but, shit, just be damn defensive. And um, that's very unfortunate because in this present climate, you know, it's I don't know how many more ways I don't know how many more, you know, experiences we need to open our eyes and become a lot more um, intentional in our strategies, in our strategies for survival, in our strategies for getting free, in our strategies for just living life, you know, just living life, love, peace, happiness, you know, so... I just want to share that with y'all, you know, just keep your eyes, ears, and hearts open to what what the Most High has for you and has for us. I'm definitely in in, in just like a, a, um, a narrator mode.
mode where I'm just sitting back and looking. And so that leads me to the number 32. This is our show number 32. But 32 also, unfortunately, was the resonance of today. Um, the number has gone up um, in dealing with this um, Las Vegas terrorist homicide mass, mass, um I, it's, it's so soon, I really don't want to attach my decode to it, although y'all know me, I'm looking at, I'm looking at things, and I'm like, okay, is this, is this, is this something else, or is this, is this, you know, what, what they're presenting it as, and so I am not going to even go into that right now, because it's just too soon, and I'm, you know, for those that did lose their lives, I want to respect that. Um, and so I'm going to leave that there. However, the number 32, the resonance of that, um, when you go into the Kabbalah and you go into Jewish mysticism and uh, Gematria or Gematria, uh, 32 is one of the most significant numbers. Um it's, 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 I don't want to give it away, <laughs> um, but let's just say it's, it's the, it's the spin. You know, I always say um, um, spirals. Spirals, I typically say spirals when either some kind of deja vu occurs or when I was doing something very similar, you know, not I was doing very like for instance, Facebook does. Um, Facebook brings back your memories from a year ago, from five years ago, from ten years ago, and so if um, say for instance, I wrote something and I said, "Oh, it's raining," and I'm playing in the rain, and today it was raining and I played in the rain, I'll I'll, I'll call that spirals because I'm doing the same thing, not at the exact not at the exact time and place because spirals aren't you know repetitive but they tend to meet back at certain points just in another space and time and so um 32 is a number of the spiral yeah that's really vague <laughs> now that I'm listening to myself that's really vague and so just stay tuned maybe next week or check out the blog maybe I'll blog about it um, just just a real basic, real basic uh, decode, a real basic. So I guess I, t- I just told you. So, yeah, I, I think there's more to it than meets the eye. I do. I do. Um, and I don't know. I don't know why there's more to it than meets the eye. Honestly, y'all, I don't know if if, you know, we just have some very clever, intelligent, extremely organized uh, 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 reptilian you know, type thing going on, or if it's alien shit, I don't know what the hell going on anymore, because all of this stuff is just starting to just kind of, you know, blow my mind, but, um, but yeah, I do think there's more than meets the eye, and so we'll talk about that next week, or on the blog, all right, so that's that, let me open up this book. In Anna, Lady of the Largest Heart, Poems of the Sumerian High Priestess. Let me just do a quick, 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 quick break. And um, and then we'll come back, all right? Hi. Right. Nope, that's not what I wanted to play. I thought that was 
I'm looking for something I really want to hear. That's really what I'm doing, y'all. Yeah, I don't see anything I really want to listen to right now. Let's do this one. Let me interject as a student of the divine feminine 
and as a student of matriarchal studies. I'm just going to interject. I'm not even going to say nothing. I'm just going to interject and just put that little interjection in there. And, yeah, okay. If it has been identified as the modern Jabal Hamrin, Post-State described this escarpment of the Zagros as an abrupt rock wall that runs in an amazingly straight and regular line for hundreds of kilometers. This section of the Zagros was known as Mount Ibir from earlier times. J.V. Kenner Wilson, in his study of the area, identified a nine-mile scar in the series of broken hills that make up the Jebel Hemren as the aftermath of an earthquake around 95 BCE. Wilson presents the possibility that the Sumerians believed their gods originated in the gaseous eruptions from Mount Ibir. Strategically, the escarpment divides two important regions, the northern plains of the Zab Dajala rivers region on the northeast and the Ilu and the Aluval plain of Sumar and Akkad on the southwest. So important was the region as a protection to Sumar and Akkad's peripheral flank that, as M. B. Roten reports, the king of the third dynasty of Ur built a wall right across its outer fringe, all the way from the Euphrates to the point where the Dijala breaks through the Jebel Hemren. Sargon and Narimsin are both known to have penetrated the area, once lush with forests. Halo and Van Jik state that the territory of Ibis revolted, quote, presumably against Narum Sin, end quote. With Inanna Ishtar at his side, he was victorious. While the poem may be based on an actual event, it contains elements of a mythic narrative just beneath the historical that gives the poem a more complex, more profound meaning. Behind the story lies a conflict between the most basic components of human desire and need. Ehedu and has built this poem around the fundamental struggle in the psyche between the backward pull of the idealized world of paradisical bliss and the forward impetus towards states of competence, autonomy, and independence. In order for Inanna to prevail over Ibis, she has to overcome her dependence on Anne. The poem contains a wealth of psychological insight, striking in its anticipation of modern theories. Inanna and Ibis must have been the first of the three poems of Anhedouana, because the events it describes are referred to in the next two poems. Also, the poem unequivocally establishes Inanna as foremost of all the gods. This was a necessary step in Enheduanah's attempt to strengthen the ancestral religion in the face of threats to its centrality. Like other pieces of Mesopotamian literature, particularly, particularly the Sumerian myth of the Great Flood, this poem is a precursor to a biblical story. Ibis' peaceful kingdom where 
fruit trees are eternally bearing and where natural enemies among animals live together in harmony is the forerunner of the biblical Garden of Eden. More importantly, the, psych- the psychology behind the Genesis story and Hedouanah's poem about Abyss are strikingly similar. As we enter the world of Inanna and Abyss, we encounter our own psychological heritage before it became crystallized in biblical literature. Inhaduanah's heritage reaches far back before the biblical stories, back through millennia to religions and cultures based on the infusion of nature with the sacred. With Inanna's victory over Abyss, Inhaduanah sought to preserve this religion. <clears throat> Let me get something to drink. <laughs> Drinking that tea. Okay. <clears throat> Invocation. Lady of blazing dominion, clad in dread, riding on fire red power. In Holding a pure lance, terror folds in her robes. Bloodstorm hurricane adorned. She bolts out in battle, plants a standing shield on the ground. Great Lady Inanna, battle planner, foe smasher. You rain arrows on enemies, strength against foreigners. Lion roar across heaven, on earth body struck. Flesh cut, wild bull, hooves planted, battle ready against foe, fiery lion, the upstart and rebel, you persuade with your gall. Praise to her. My lady, godly child, nursed in heaven, in Anna, godly maiden, ripened on earth, you arise. Your spread out arms wide as the sun king. When you wear fearsome dread in heaven, crystal brilliance on earth. When you unfold from the mountains your woven net of blue lapis cord. When you bathe in clear mountain streams, you mountain born in the crystal pure place. When you wear the robes of the old, old gods, when you slice heads like the skies cut wheat swats, then the black-headed praise you with song. The Sumerians sing in one voice. Everyone sings sweetly a joy song. Queen of battle, the mother god's oldest child, maiden in Anna, I worship you. Here is my song. Inanna sings, I, the lady, circling the sky, circling the earth. I, Inanna, circling the sky, circling the earth. In the east, circling the Elam lands. In the northwest, circling the Subir lands. In the north, circling the lullaby lands. I attack the mountain at its heart. I, the lady, come near in the mountain.
mountain did not fear. I in Anah came near. The mountain did not fear. Came near Mount Ebed. The mountain did not fear. Did not tremble on accord, nor wipe its nose on the ground, nor flatten its lips in the dust. I grabbed the upstairs in my hands, shake them, make them fear me. Set a great ox against its great strength, a calf against its small strength. I chase them with my rope dance, goad them with my jump rope. I ignite battle, arrows quiver ready. I braid thick rope slings, polished wood spear, javelin, shield. Set fires in their forest borders, axe the wicked, call the fire god, pure Jabil. The flame trunks and thick branches from my own city, Arata, hidden jewel and sparkling, I spread terror all down the mountain. Like an uncursed place, never again will rise, like a ruin where Enlil's frown never will lift its neck. Praise my way, mountain. Praise me. Praise with song. Inanna goes to Anne. Inanna, child of the moon god, a soft bud swelling. Her queen's robe cloaks the slender stem. On her smooth brow she paints fire beams and fearsome glints. Face in carnelian, blood red and glowing around her throat. And then her hand clasps. The seven-headed mace, she stands as in youth's prime, her right hand grasps the mace, steps, yes, she steps her her narrow foot on the furrowed back of wild lapis lazuli bull. She goes out, white sparkled, radiant, in the dark vault of evening sky, star steps in the street through the gates of wonder, and goes before the god, offers him the first fruit with sacrificial prayer, and stretches out his hands, takes the fruit in, please. He receives Inanna, then sits in the place he calls his own and motions her beside his great right hand. She speaks, and my father, be well. Salim, listen to my words, give me your ear, and your words proclaim throughout heaven, dread of my fearsome brilliance, and you are he who my word, who gives my word weight over all others in heaven and on earth, who gives my iron cold axe dominion to heaven's outer edge, who carved godly pillars beautiful as queens to mark the place I stand. There you set my solid throne. There you bent the impaling pole to my eager hand. And I ride out, team of six in harness, pulled over sky roads to the bounds of heaven, I come forth a queen, like cool midnight down the breast of the sky. Arrow shoot from my hands, strip field, forest, orchard, like the teeth of locusts. Arrows sharp as harrows, level the rebels' field. My hands like falcon claws, smash heads like the first snake. I come out of the mountains, fast as snakes slip through earth cracks. I smash heads and king. I carry your name, unraveled on a flaxen cord to the edge of the earth. My eyes scan the earth. I know the length of it. I travel in heaven's pure road. I know the depth of it. Even the holy Anunnah strive in awe of me. Listen, 
I, the lady, came near, and the mountain did not fear. I, in the night, came near, and the mountain did not fear. Came near, mount, and did. The mountain did not fear, did not tremble of its own accord, nor wipe its nose on the ground, nor flatten its lips in the dust. I grabbed the upstairs in my hands, shake them, make them fear me, set a great ox against its great strength, a calf against its small strength. I chased them with my rope dance, golden with my jump dance, golden with my jump rope. I ignite battle, arrows quiver ready. I braid thick rope slings, polished wood spear, javelin shield, set fires in their forest borders, axe the wicked, call the fire god, pour Pure Jabril, the flame trunks and thick branches. From my own city, Arata, hidden jewel and sparkling, I spread terror all down the mountain, like an ant-cursed place, never again will rise, like the ruin wherein Lil frowned, never will lift its neck. Praise my mountain, praise me, praise my way, Abyss, praise with song. And King of the Gods answers her, little one, my little one, you ask for the mountain. You want the heart of it. He says this to her. You, the queen, you ask for Mount Abyss. You want the heart of it. He says this to her. Mount Abyss, you ask for it. You want the heart of it. He says this to her. The gods standing in their place, bend with fear of Abyss. The Anu and the Ananua, sitting in their holy place, tremble, striking their fresh, their flesh prickles all over. A red-hot terror paralyzes our whole country. Fiery terror of the mountain abyss rages in the lands around us. The jagged peaks of Mount Abyss cut the blue vault of sky. Trees, fruit-laden, full-grown, stand luxuriant on its slopes. Layers of thick leaves on its, gar on its great trees darken the sky. Lion pears stroll in the shade of stretching arcs of branches, gray-fleeced wild rams, wide-eyed stags, roam the hills without shepherds, wild bulls go and come, legs brushed by swaying grass, the crescent-horned abyss, mates in the mountain cypress, I am fear-struck at their lavish brilliance, I will not go there with you, O oh, maiden Inanna, I will not set my head with yours against the fiery radiance of the mountain, and says this to her, Inanna, portentous one, holy, ill-bonding, ill-bonding, excuse me, Inanna, portentous one, holy, ill-bonding, fury overturns her heart. With screech of hinge, she flings wide the gate of the house of battle. Her hands pull the bolt lock on his lapis lazuli door. Bad lamb unleashed, she sends down a raging battle, hurls a storm from her wide arms to the ground below. Thin sinew the woman strings for her flawless arrows, and hurricane winds, swift piercing, singing, fly within a knock, fury, suck loosened earth into her sweet air, dust chokes every blink and breath, broken bits of fiery chips, swirl in the dusk dark air. My queen batters the mountain, plants her heels hard, rubs dagger's edge on wet stone, grabs a bear by the neck, as she would a sheaf of rushes, in ear-splitting waves, her shrill cries pierce Ebia's failing heart. With stone from its own slopes, she pelts, she pounds, thud-dub, thud-dub. Storms of stones crack its sides, 
damp and writhing snakes, tangled in branches, dropping her deer bedding, spitting deadly venom. Her tongue's poison, hurls a green wilted curse over forests and fruit-bearing trees. She shows no mercy to its green plant rose. A parching drought she blows, dust dry air in her pitless wake, in her pitiless wake, gush over seams of verdant growth, not a moist drop stays. In the bench and withering grass, she strikes fire. Flames cut the sky to the boundary stones. Flames dance in the smoke-stained air, spread at a glance from Queen's glare. Holy Inanna, fresh-faced, fearless, vigor of a young man commanding, wrestles the mountain to its knees, stands the victor at its base. Mountain, she cries, Ebir, because you puff yourself up, because you stand so high, dress up so beautiful, make yourself so green and luscious, put on a royal robe, stretch your hand straight to Anne. Do not wipe your nose on the ground. Do not flatten your lips in the dust. I have killed you. I have struck your heart with sorrow, you thick-hided elephant. I will twist your trunk, you oversized bull. I will wrench your neck, grab your thick horns, throw you in the dust, stomp you with my hatred, grind your knees in your neck till tears wet your face. Sorrow grips your heart. Turn your back on me. May the bleak bird of heartbreak nest in your shadows. Inanna, fearsome victor, speaks again. Mountain, father and little, lead me, the dreaded mace. In my strong right hand, in my left I swing an axe. Mace and axe flung raging, cut like a great tooth harrow. Inanna builds a temple to her victory. Stone upon stone, I build a temple. Mark out my estate. Stone upon stone, finish it in splendor, standing hard on bedrock. Grand is the throne there. Summon a karuga for holy office. Bestow the sacred implements, hallowed mace and dagger. Summon a gala, singer of lamentations. Dispense the tools of office, kettle, drum, and hand drum. Summon holy attendants for ritual head overturning, priest to become woman, priestess to become man. I built this splendid temple. Who dared attack the mountain? Who now stands victorious? A swollen, spilling water. I have washed over the grasslands a rushing, rising water. I have overrun the rope fence. Mountain, I have triumphed. Ibis, I have triumphed. Eldest daughter of the moon that you destroyed, Ibis. O maiden Inanna, be praised. And praise be to Nisaba, goddess of writing. All right, y'all. Hope you felt it. I felt it. I'm crunk. Yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. So thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening. And until next week. Oh, right quick. I got two minutes. So what had happened was I did, I did, I did. I did um, sign up for the new blog space. I was starting. I was building a page. And then I realized that I couldn't do live blogs. 
I would have to pre-record on my blog and then upload them to that platform. And I really do like doing the live blogs. I like I like the feel of it and I like the interaction of it. And so for now, y'all, um, I'm with Blog Talk Radio because they do have that advantage. Not only are they they're pretty they're a well-known blog, but they also let me do live blog talks. So if you know of another platform that allows for live blog talks and that can also archive um that the that can also archive past um episodes, hit me up, 713-338-9343, uh circlesisters13.com, um excuse me, circlesisters13 at gmail.com and let me know. If not, we're gonna rock with Blog Talk Radio. I just got to um, rub oil on my computer before the show. No, nah, not really. But, um, but yeah, y'all have a good week. Bless up. Stay safe. Hug on your people. Hug on your babies. Hug your mama, your daddy, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife, your cousin, your nephew. Love on your people, y'all. We're living in some just, just people are wilding out. People are wilding out. So, um, you know, just, just, just appreciate if you can't be with the ones you love, love the ones you're with. How about that? Peace. Thought that it would break me, take me off my course. Fell, picked it up, realigned with the source. Back on the horse like a diver. I'm a survivor, victor, picture perfect. Work it till it's your circuit. Think it, speak it, claim it, secret. Ain't it ancient? Murder fragrance, ultraviolet, how I speak when I'm silent Through my aura, borealis, aurora, it's in the bloodline Liquid sunshine, the heart, know it and I'm doing my part Sometimes it's switching a blink like a glitch in the link of a chain Stay off it before I lose, I'm a forfeit No bowing to the corporate, the devil's in the pulpit Applaud this, flawless, spit gorgeous Justice for the lawless, that real rawness Victim, that's the mission. 